Pastor Scott, first off, tell us about the flood that, that hit Waverly. What happened? You know, I, I've heard a lot of people provide their, their thoughts on what caused it exactly, uh, and uh, and that's not really been my uh, my my concern, but uh, um, really what it boils down to is we just got a lot of rain. I think it was 17 or so inches just all at once and uh, and just in concentrated our county. And we're a county that has a lot of water running through it, a lot of creeks, a lot of things like that, and it just kind of broke the levees and and came in fast. Uh, I had one family in my church tell me that by the time they saw the water coming in their doorway, Early that morning, uh, they got up. Uh, the man got his wife out of bed, and it was already at their waist. It was coming in so fast. Um, and uh, so a lot of people didn't have time to really react. So uh, it was just uh, an amazing thing um, all at once. As a pastor, what was on your heart when you heard what was happening and, and you prayed and you wanted to help people? Well, if I'm honest, the very first thing was I— I didn't really even believe it was happening. I, I got, uh, like many did, I got the uh, the alert that uh, we had some extreme weather and flash flooding. But where I was, it didn't look anything more like normal rain. But uh, when I just kind of felt the urge to go and look for myself, I, I left my house and drove a little down the road to see where the floodplain was, where that area would flood. Uh, it was It was one of the most awful things that I think I've ever seen in my life. And uh, and I, I don't think, like most, I don't think anything went through my mind. Uh, like many in our town, we uh, just parked our vehicles and ran out trying to save as many as we could, just getting in the water and getting people off their rooftops, getting people out of the the rushing flood, and just whatever it took. Uh, we uh, proverbially set our yes on the table, whatever risk, whatever sacrifice, just to save one person and just to make this whole experience a little less bad. And even now, I'm not not sure what to think of all of it. We're just putting one foot in front of the other and trying to move forward and do the most good. I understand. So your church has been a, a focal point as far as helping people. Uh, what have you been doing? Uh, we have been a focal point. We're centrally located right in the heart of it, and uh, and we've been doing, uh, it seems like, everything. Now, we're not the only one. There are a lot of our neighbor churches uh, who are doing just as much, and all are specializing in their own ways. But um, I didn't get here that morning because uh, the waters blocked me from getting here. So once the waters subsided a little bit, I got here, and my people were already on the ground. They had already opened the church up for people to come and be safe. And since that time, we operated as a shelter for uh, the first week, week and a half, giving people a safe place where they could be loved, where they could rest. Um, we developed into a feeding station. We're still operating in that capacity. Disaster relief teams from the Tennessee Baptist Convention, from Samaritan's Purse, from Red Cross, many are coming through and operating out of here. Uh, we began receiving donations, and we've filled every square inch, it feels, of our of our church facilities with uh, with all kinds of different things. We're shipping and receiving and just doing whatever we can. We're receiving funds to help people uh, to get on their feet, to recover, to take care of immediate needs. And uh, I promise there's probably at least a dozen other things I can't even think of that we've been doing. And I was reading in one report 
uh, that there were some concerns about, you know, wear and tear in the building and the, the parking lot holding up. And, and you basically said, people come first. T- tell us about that. Well, that's that's my heart. Uh, and, and I thank God that, that the people in my church share that heartbeat, that God's given us a beautiful facility. Um, and I, I get to serve in one of the most beautiful churches I've ever known. But uh, it, it just seems that the culture that's developed here is exactly that, that, you know, that the building is just a building. Uh, we can repair, we can rebuild, we can deal with all that. But people come first. People are people are for what Christ died. Uh, he didn't die for buildings. People uh, are, are God's heart and therefore our heart. And so in this time, we're worried about all those other things, the wear and tear. Uh, and that was born out of a conversation I had with a friend. Uh, the, we're gonna, the wear and tear we're going to face in the coming months, the cost of utilities, uh, all the things that we're breaking in this process and all the things that are happening, those are going to be tomorrow's problems. Now, there'll be problems uh, that we'll face, but right now the priority is clear, and, uh, and it's sharing the heart of God, loving people, sharing the gospel, showing the love of Christ, and, and serving people wholeheartedly, and everything else comes second. When you have the opportunity to meet people who have been evacuated, who are coming for, for, for food or whatever, and you chat with them or perhaps pray with them, what seems to be the biggest need? What's, what's on their minds right now? There's so many things. Each person is unique and, and different, but uh, the most consistent thing is trauma. I mean, everybody involved in this, whether they were in the floods and lost their home, lost everything, where they got out, lost a loved one, whether they were out there rescuing, like many of us were, or like they've just been here serving, uh, there's there's significant trauma on all counts. And one of the things we're doing is not only providing these physical needs, but many of the churches have opened up, many chaplains have been here, many of us pastors are taking the time to listen to stories, to help people feel heard, to hurt with them, and uh, and just to start that process of walking through uh, the emotional long-term needs of addressing these things, and as well as the spiritual needs, because we're convinced that the only hope we find is in Christ, and and that's our goal in this, is all these other things we're doing because we love people, and we do it all, and we're glad, and we're proud, and we're honored to do it all, but our ultimate hope and our only hope is in our risen Savior, and that's what we want to offer people for healing. Understood. So it sounds like you're in this for the long haul. We are, and uh, and we don't know when that will be and what that will look like. We're just taking it one day at a time and one problem at a time. But uh, we've committed to our community that we're in it with them, and and you know we're constantly shifting our mission focus away from certain areas toward greater areas as uh, as time goes on. The needs shift, but. Uh, we'll be here, and we're going to be the hands of beating Jesus so long as he counts us worthy to be that. You mentioned a little bit earlier that uh, people could make donations, could come alongside to help. Uh, For people who might be listening to us right now, where could they go if they wanted to help? Uh, That's a great question, and I I want to say that the financial donations are a great help, and they help us address not only the short-term immediate needs, but the long-term needs. Uh, But our website is uh, www.fbcwaverly.org, and that's the simplest way. Right there on the front screen, we have a banner they can click on, and 
that can scroll through the different options uh, according to only how God leads them. Uh, we just want to be able to let people be a blessing as God leads them to do that. And if so, they can uh, highlight tithe, and that will go towards just our church's budget to help underscore our needs, recovering from this as a church. Or, and I would prefer, they can highlight flood relief, and that will give us greater funds uh, in addition to what so many businesses and people and saints of God have been contributing toward to help us uh, help these people recover immediate needs and immediate losses, or in the coming weeks to help them find new places and cover the new cost uh, that they weren't budgeting for the day before the flood, uh, deposits and first month's rent and countless other things that will come up as they have need. Uh, and uh, churches may talk about money a lot, but it's, it's true. Ministry takes money and the needs that these people have, it takes a lot. And, uh, and we're going to do whatever it takes. And if people wanted to help us with that, it would be a blessing. And, uh, and we would gladly and uh, in a godly manner, distribute those to every person in need. Pastor Scott Brown, we sure appreciate you sharing your heart with us. Well, I thank you for giving me the time, and I thank you for what you guys are doing for us.